your home of the Los Angeles Lakers. 940 ESPN, the Valley's local sports leader, KFIG Fresno. This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And the goal that we have is to give our listeners some straight information right from our own community. Uh, Maybe it's not what's happening in Michigan or Florida, but what's happening right here in Fresno County, Madera County, and um, our areas here. One of the benefits that we have is we have over 4,000 members of the Fresno Association of Realtors. 4,000 people out there on the streets showing homes, working with buyers and sellers. And today we are lucky because we have, let's see, with 4,000, we're going to have one one hundredth of it here. We, we have four, three guests and me. All, all four of us are active members out there showing homes, working with sellers, working with buyers. Um, so we're going to get into it today. But first, I think I should introduce everybody. We have Joel Arambula of Iron Key Real Estate. But more importantly, <laughs> no, not more importantly. <laughs> I don't want to make your broker mad. <laughs> yeah. But, this um, is going to be the last time I come on. Exactly. He's, he's going to say, that Don. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brandon Gonzalez, he would do that. But you are the chair of the Young Professionals Network of the Fresno Association of Realtors. Yes, sir. All right. What does, it in one... One word? Yeah, not in not one word. <laughs> one sentence or less. <laughs> Tell us, what does Young Professional Network do? Uh, well, uh, I guess I'd have to lean on the mission statement, which is to uh, educate, um, bring community uh, service, uh, and it kind of explain what the realtor organization is and the uh, industry in general. Excellent. And part of your job as chair is also to help next year's chair uh, b- become informed on how to run things. So here we have Adriana Prado of Brown & Brown Real Estate and also the vice chair and next year's chair of the wipe it's called ypn yes so welcome adriana and um uh, what do you say uh one sentence or less what what's the best way to describe ypn my favorite thing about ypn is being able to make connections with new members or realtors lenders with people that you never thought you would have made a connection with so becoming friends with someone building rapport with someone that you know you would have never met without going to fresno ypn events and that's actually a very huge statement because networking amongst realtors is very important that's how two competing companies can come together in one transaction through communication best way to communicate is to know one another, get to know one another. Right. And they also say the best time to make a friend is when you don't need a friend. (laughs) So, hey, maybe at a YPN event, you make a friend, and then five months later, you're in a transaction together. Exactly. I'm cheating, though. I See, I'm taking more than one sentence. (laughs) 
to, to give my description. <laughs> That's a good description. All right. And then we also have Aisha Allen of Brown and Brown Real Estate here. Good morning. Good morning. And you are a member of the YPN committee and the big supporter and also, in, uh, here it's my opinion, the heart and soul. There we go. Yes, members are the heart and soul. <laughs> That's right. Well, thank you. So we're going to get into the first topic, which is I want to take advantage of having all of you here today. So what's the market like? What are you seeing? And, and, and tell our listeners that. Could I start with you, Aisha? Yes, most definitely. Uh, yeah, you're not shy, are you? No, not really. <laughs> she can take up the whole segment. Yes, I can take up the whole hour talking <laughs> But um, the market is definitely something that no one has really seen before. And speaking to several realtors who have been in the market over 15, 25, 30 years, they've said they've never seen anything like what we're seeing right now. Um, we have this influx of buyers that have hit the market. Interest rates are the lowest that we've seen before. So we have a lot more folks who are qualified to buy. So oh, that's an interesting point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is very interesting because what we see now is multiple offers on houses. And granted, we've always seen situations where there were multiple offers, but not 29 offers, not 49 offers. And now your clients are submitting offers above asking and above appraised value. So we're seeing some really interesting things. We're seeing stuff that we've seen in other markets like the San Francisco and L.A. markets. And we're starting to see that coming down here. Yeah. Excellent point. Um, and when you say there's more buyers qualified because of interest rates being low, so mathematically they can qualify uh, with that, what's called debt to income ratio. Correct. But don't forget, this is something for our listeners, don't forget, you still got to be pre-approved in your own heart and soul. You, you got to be ready. And that's where talking with a realtor can help. That's the biggest key. Yes, definitely. You want to sit down and talk to a realtor so you can game plan your purchase. Because you, a lot of folks think that they're not ready right now. Well, they'll be ready in a year and that's when they'll reach out to a realtor. But the realtor can prepare you for what it is that you need. As a buyer, you may not know what all is required. So sitting down and talking to them so they can set that game plan for you is the perfect way to start your process. Excellent. How about you, Adriana? What are you seeing out there in the market? Well, I usually work with a lot of first-time home buyers, and like Aisha was talking about, is to educate them about the process. And also, now things have changed a little bit. So every time I have a home buyer's consultation with someone, I'm updating them about the current market to that day. So I'm letting them know, you know, the difference between this year, how many houses are on the market versus last year, there was double. So now inventory has been cut in half and now our approach has to be different when we're submitting offers. Also, when going to go show houses, it used to be easy to get buyers to go look at a home and then get them started with the pre-approval process. Now it's completely different. So now you have to be pre-approved before you enter a home due to COVID. Um, so the restrictions are a little bit tighter now during these times. So just kind of there are more you. serious buyers out there now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent point, um, Joel. What are you seeing in the market? You know, kind of just touching on what Adriana and Aisha had mentioned, um, the lack of inventory that we're seeing from, you know, even just a year ago when we were already kind of suffering with the lack of inventory. 
plus the influx of buyers, like Aisha mentioned, uh, is really causing kind of a strain on some of the buyers. Uh, people are getting a little frustrated. Um, I'd say some buyers are starting to lose interest in, you know, looking. They've submitted seven, eight, nine offers on houses, and they keep, you know, getting beaten right. out. Definitely. And so um, I, I think uh, a big reason is because interest rates are so low that a lot of sellers are actually looking to refinance and try to get a better um, a better mortgage rate or a, a better mortgage on their monthly. So I think uh, all those kind of things are, are actually putting a, a little bit of a strain on, on the market right now. That's what I'm saying. Adriana, what do you tell a buyer who maybe has lost out on several offers and they're frustrated and they just want to throw in the towel? What do you tell them? I would game plan with them and tell them that I understand right now is is a very difficult market and maybe we need to wait a few months and reevaluate if we need to wait and see how the market changes. Um, usually during December, there tends to be a little bit less competitiveness in the market versus during the summer. So I kind of let them know. I give them some different options to see if they would like to wait or continue to 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 battle in this market. You know, I, I think uh, that's a really good option. I think there are people that are, are going to start um, to exit the market on the, on their purchase, and the people that are kind of just in it to win it. Um, you know, as the competitiveness, like I, uh, like Adriana had mentioned, kind of comes down, the the buyers that like need to get into something that are eager eager to get into something are going to stick around, and they're going to be the ones that you know, like Aisha mentioned, you know, we have some homes that are getting forty plus offers. Had that home, you know, come out in a couple months, and some of these buyers are just kind of like backing off. You're going to have less buyers, but they're still serious. So the competitiveness reduces from 40 offers, maybe down to five to 10, and maybe that's a little bit more manageable for somebody. Mm-hmm. Aisha, so what what would you tell a buyer who's frustrated? I would tell them not to get discouraged. There are some buyers that have put in 15, 20 offers before getting an an accepted offer. So depending on their, and we have a lot of renters right now that are needing to get out of their houses because their landlords are choosing to sell their homes. So I just tell them to just stay optimistic because just like Joel had mentioned, some of these homes are hit and miss when some buyers decide that they want to take a break. I have a couple buyers that are deciding to take a break, and I'm going to check back with them in two weeks so that we can take a look at the market again and reevaluate. But I know Adriana just had a client that submitted an offer, and it only had a few offers. It wasn't something crazy. So it's just hit or miss. Every house is different. You just never know who's interested in that area. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of buyers that are specifically interested in a specific zip code, but other zip codes they're not even looking at. So those areas may have more of an option for you to get get into something quicker with less offers. Mm -hmm. It's a fun market, Don. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> you know, earlier, Aisha said that uh, this has never been seen before by people who have been in the market 15 years, 20 years. Okay, I've been in it 44 years. Four, okay, see, there, now <laughs> yeah, I got so another number to add. I can tell you that I've never seen this. Okay, so it's um, consistent. Th- and the biggest thing I'm seeing is, okay, back in 2004 and five, we had the multiple offers. Now we're having multiple offers buyers at the curb waiting their turn to get in yes around the corner yeah yeah in line i mean you'd almost think you were at costco yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right with that we are going to go to our next commercial break actually it'll be our first commercial break 
So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 AM ESPN. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And here with us today, we have three members of the Young Professionals Network of, um, of the Fresno Association of Realtors. And I can't believe they just said, you know, we were talking about YPN and then all of a sudden OPN comes out there. All right, tell me, what is OPN and why am I a member? Adriana, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, well, <laughs> don't be shy now, girl. <laughs> we, we, no matter what age you are, <laughs> thanks a lot, Don. No matter what age you are, Young Professionals Networks uh, Network welcomes every age. And Demographic. We, yes, and we like to make fun of Don because he's OPN. OPN. <laughs> OPN yeah, you guys figure that one out. <laughs> OG, triple OG. Okay, o- OPN is opinionated. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> Okay, I, I get I hey I get the old joke all the time, <laughs> especially from my son. Man. <laughs> all right, so what I've got to tell you, I'm really impressed by what the YPN does because you guys have a lot of energy. You you coordinate really well together, and you just had a project that the YPN did. Uh, and, and I want to ask you, I'm going to start off with Joel. Sure. You had a thing called the Month of Giving. Yes. What so, is that? Absolutely. So uh, Month of Giving is a California Association of Realtors, YPN, um, uh, thing, right? So every, every August um, is the Month of Giving. And so for the past few years, um, the Fresno Association of Realtors, YPN, has focused on raising uh, backpacks and supplies for students that don't have the opportunity to get a new backpack for the year, things like that. And so uh, um, we've done it for a few years now. Last year's uh, backpack drive was incredible. We smashed our, every year we have a goal of 100. Last year we smashed it by, uh, what did we get, like over 450? Mm-hmm. And so- 450 backpacks. With supplies, yeah. Jeez. And so uh, we were able to help out uh, several different schools uh, throughout, the, throughout the county um, with new backpacks. And so um, it's actually kind of heart-wrenching one year, um, a, a little boy was talking to one of our, our members, and he was kind of just telling her that he's never had a new backpack before, and it kind of just tugs on your heartstrings a little bit. So that's that's why we do it. You know what I mean? We're we're trying to give back to the community. Um, as you know, this year is a little bit different with school, so we went into a different direction. And uh, I'll let Adriana kind of touch on that. Yeah, so we were getting a little bit closer to our month of giving month, which is August. And obviously times are different. And so we had to pivot our approach with our month of giving. So we obviously, you know, realized that we couldn't do a backpack drive and, you know, have people touch you to a bunch of supplies. And so then we started figuring, like, thinking, what can we do during these times? What do people need? And Originally, we were supposed to do like a um, neighborhood cleanup and, you know, do that. But I ended up, there was an opportunity to reach out to council member Soria and I sent her a private message and I told her what YPN is, let her know what we're all about, especially our month of giving. 
and she put me in contact with the development director for Neighborhood Industries, which is a local nonprofit organization who is providing meals for families and children in need, especially during these times of the COVID-19 pandemic. So it was kind of a no-brainer to move forward with them since our main you know, idea is to give back to children, especially now that they're out of school, they no longer have the, these free meals that they have access to. So, you know, we decided to move forward with that and and we were a little behind. We were like two months in, I mean, sorry, two weeks in and we had just gotten gotten started with it. So we were a little bit nervous that we weren't going to hit our goal. But I mean, our goal was 750 pledges and we ended up getting a thousand and thirty eight pledges. So that exceeded our goal. So we were so happy for that. Yeah. Congratulations. (laughs) Okay. So earlier did not did i not say that one of the things i like about ypn is the energy that you guys bring and so i want to point something out you had a goal of a hundred backpacks and you got to 450 that takes some energy to crush a goal like that right then with this 750 pledges and you got to 1038 so you guys are not underachievers you are overachievers. I think we need to start bumping up the goal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're going to raise the bar a little bit. But what's so cool, too, is that uh, Adriana was checking to see how many they had, and it was like you were 13 shy before your... Yeah. The day before, we were like 13 shy of 750. So I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to hit 750. The day before it ended? The day... I think it was two like days before. Were, it was actually minutes before. Oh, it was a day, oh, it, was a day of. it was minutes before. You and were <laughs> just like, I got like 15 more minutes to yeah. get 13 more, ba- 13 more boxes. Yeah. And then within that 13 minutes, you guys exceeded your goal. Yeah. yeah. I did a really quick video and everyone responded to it. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. So our YPN community is strong. So thank you to everyone out there who has supported us. Okay. Especially you, Don. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. But I, I'm going to have to say, uh, once again, Gerard Lozano, our executive officer, is correct. So uh, he often says, uh, those realtors, they wait till the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a prime example of why he was right once. Once. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, okay. So these pledges were for a dollar amount is that right yes and it was uh you give online yes and then that went to buy these boxes yeah it was five dollars per box and that was actually supposed to feed a family of five so you know the grains uh, beans and stuff like that some of the necessities obviously um and then next I forget, like next time they want to do more cultural foods so that they can pinpoint, you know, the different ethnicities and different demographics for people that See, need. I would be all for that. Some yeah. tortellini <laughs> <laughs> with a can- cannoli for dessert. I, uh, okay, let me know when that one comes out. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be a kid again. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, um, I, I love the example that you guys set the month of giving. And I have to say, you're very humble, Joel. I thought it was your idea, but you're giving it to the California Association of Realtors. Yeah, definitely not my idea. That's uh, that's a CAR YPN um, event, and it's month long. So uh, YPNs from across the state are doing it. You know, I've, I've seen uh, um, some examples are, um, there's uh, one in Orange County who they started a walk. And so you put on a couple miles and you know you would donate $25 or so 
And so that money would go to an organization. And they raised a few thousand dollars as well. Uh, and that's going to another uh, nonprofit situation as well down in Orange County. So uh, month of giving is for the community. And so no matter how they do it, you know, YPNs from all over the state are, are, are trying to get involved with their community. Okay, so I'm going to ask the YPN to help with something during the month of September. And we were inspired by our intro music, September, by Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> so in the month of September, we are trying to help Habitat for Humanity obtain funds. Well, we need $35,000 as a community to help build a home for a veteran. And uh, you guys can go online to Habitat. 35.org and it's simple easy and uh, it doesn't even have to be expensive just give something uh, and that will help build this home uh, for our community and what and that's now through the end of September and I got to tell you I want to give it to YPN this a lot of this came from the inspiration of the month of giving from YPN. I heard that, that wow. hey, in August they're going to do this. Well, I think in September we can do something else too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And That's who awesome. knows what's going to happen in October. Yeah, true. <laughs> Two houses. Yeah. When we were doing the commercial, <laughs> I, I got nixed on this one. They said, no, you know, let the professionals write it. But I was saying, hey, I want to change our commercial a little bit. At the end, let me say, Hey, let's build two um, because, you know, that, that's what Ernie Banks used to say. Uh, let's play two. Who's Ernie it, Banks? Uh, <laughs> you guys are too young. You know, your YPN Dom, is showing. YPN. <laughs> the OPN is showing. <laughs> all right. For all of you young people, Ernie Banks was a shortstop for the Chicago Cubs and so enthusiastic. Um, he even made Willie Mays look like he was laid back. But Ernie Banks always said, hey, let's play two today. There you go. <laughs> Love it. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do you guys know who <laughs> Willie Mays is? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have heard that. The Lord. Yeah. Oh, brother. The youth of today. <laughs> the youths. <laughs> the youths. <laughs> hey, that was one of my favorite movies, yeah. My Cousin Vinny. My Cousin Vinny. Um, so... You had over a thousand thirty-eight pledges. Um, and how many boxes did you guys end up? So that is a thousand thirty-eight boxes. That's helping a thousand and thirty-eight families. Oh, okay. Yeah. All so right. overall, it was like over five thousand dollars that was yeah. donated. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We. Yeah. I wish we would have started on time. I feel like we would have even just crushed that. That one's on time. You crushed that goal yeah. already. Yeah. When did you guys start? Like. August 11th, August. I think. Yeah. August 11th. Right. Being 30% over your goal, don't feel too bad right? about yourself. Yeah. I'm just thinking, man, could we could we get to 2,000 families next year? Probably. All right, that's where we're going to set the goal at, 2,000. Let's go, Fresno. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, and I got to say this, with the fires going on, I am so impressed by our community. Most definitely. People want to help. Mm -hmm. And it reminds me of something that I heard a long, long time ago. The true beneficiary of a gift is the giver. Right. Not so much the recipient. Yeah, that helps them out a lot. But if you can give, man, it makes your heart feel good. You know, there was a stat that I looked up. 
um, and I feel like this is why this was so important to us, there's 60,000 students in Fresno Unified School District that qualified for a free or a reduced price lunch. Now, maybe not all of them are taking advantage of that, but 60,000 students is quite that's a bit. That's a lot. And so, you know, that that's kind of why the reason we're kind of going this direction, but it's a lot of students. Yeah. All right. Do you guys have any other plans? Well, our Thanksgiving drive is coming up next in November, so we might have to change things a little bit. Originally, we were planning on doing possibly neighborhood industries again and donating. However, due to the Big Creek fire, we understand that now there's a need for these families who no longer have meals during Thanksgiving. So um, I think we're going to game plan for, you know, possibly giving back to to the people in need during this time. So. Mm-hmm. Boy, there are a lot of people in need. I'm going to guess I had seven or eight inquiries this week from friends saying they're trying to help out a family they know that needs a vacant home just mm. someplace to go mm-hmm. yeah and uh, uh unfortunately not very many vacancies right now yeah so all right well with that we are we are going to go to our next commercial break but stay tuned to welcome home radio 940 espn welcome back to welcome home radio this is don scordino your host and here in the studio with us today, we have Joel Arambula of Iron Key Real Estate. We have Adriana Prado of Brown and Brown Real Estate. And we have Aisha Allen of Brown and Brown Real Estate. All three realtor extraordinaires. <laughs> and uh, we've been talking about what the market's like. But the last segment, we talked about what they do as a group. They, they all are part of the Young Professionals Network and the energy that you guys bring to our organization and the enthusiasm to um, make us better. And I I was really touched by what we talked about earlier, the month of giving during August. But we, we can't stop there. This is September. And boy, do we need giving. And I think people need to give even more than they need to receive. Mm-hmm. Not only because we need to feel good about ourselves. There's so many things. 2020 has been a challenging year. And if we can give our way through the end of the year, uh, we're going to feel a whole lot better about things. Like, yeah, you know, 2020 was a tough year. We had COVID. We had this. We had that. But, man, I feel good. I helped a bunch of little kids out. I, you know. That's, I think, what's going to heal us. Absolutely. So let's talk. uh, We talked a little bit in the past about the Habitat35.org, where people can just go online right now, or you can even wait till the commercial break, but it could happen that fast. And just make a contribution to Habitat35.org, and that will help us build a home for the veterans, a veteran family that will be selected. Um, and that'll be on the corner of Sunnyside and 4th Street in Clovis. City of Clovis has donated the land to Habitat for Humanity. Habitat for Humanity is doing their thing where they are supplying the build, the family selection process. And we as the realtors are, are trying to come up with $35,000 from our community to help build this home for a veteran. 
But we're doing something else too during the month of September, and that is the Homewards Essay Contest. And uh, we want to encourage people, and it's open to everybody. Uh, last night, I was telling my two little nephews who live down in Corona, California, I was telling them to, telling them to submit their, their essays, and they're going to be doing that. So here's what you do. You go to fresnorealtors.com, and on the homepage there, you're going to see a box across the banner ad, and it's going to say um, the Homewards Essay Contest. Click on that. There's a box where you can fill in it, it, your essay up to 150 words and it's going to say the essay the topic would be what my home means to me and this will be from this will be maybe how we encourage those people that are frustrated because they've made seven or eight offers and not gotten one if they can read what these kids say what their home means to them, maybe that'll give them the juice to, to keep on going. And you got something there. You might really have something there. We yeah, need some more sellers. Yes, more houses on the market. That's right. Um, it, nothing like appreciation. If you can appreciate your home, gosh, that, that's that's got to be big to a kid. And when I say kid, we, we have three categories, uh, ninth through 12th grade, fifth through eighth, and then under under fifth grade, fourth grade and under, so um, yeah, get your kids involved. It does take parental consent. There's a box there that the the parent has to check off and, and say, okay, my my child can um, submit this. But do that; it'll be fun. And where is this website? Okay, go to FresnoRealtors.com. And click on the banner ad that says uh, Homewards Essay. Homewards Essay. Um, now, all the realtors out there, we can also download that form and send it to our, our client base. Okay, that's good. Um, we have a teacher from Garfield Elementary that loved the idea, and she's having all of her kids in her class do that. Mm, I love it. Yeah, that got me that's excited sweet. when I heard that yesterday. We want to come back and read them. I know. Oh, yeah, that'd be nice. oh we are going to need readers, so you yes. just <laughs> volunteered. You guys heard that? Yes, she volunteered. we heard it. She's going to start camera. crying. She would start crying. She's crying already. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so I, I've done this before on an individual basis. Like when I uh, meet a new kid, you know, I'll say, hey, do me a favor. Write an essay for me for the radio show. And I remember one guy, he, he was, I think, in fourth grade. And he wrote the most touching thing. He said, my home is where my family plays board games and we can all laugh together. And he'd go on and on like that. And it just, it was really touching. Then there was another kid. And I guess there's one in every crowd. It was probably Joel, you know. I'm sure Joel was like this when he was a kid. (laughs) Guy says, basically my home is where I recharge my cell phone. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm at 48%, so that might be true. Let me go home. Let me go home. My phone's saying. <laughs> That's the only time. All right. So what can – let's brainstorm. What can YPN do to assist that Homewards essay contest? I think we can post it on our social media. I think our social media people are strong and, you know, like to share that information. So 
you know, I think that's something that we can do. I you think know, you guys I, should write an essay. I want to see I'm some down, examples. You know, I'm down to put pen to paper and show you what I got. Yeah. Um, I think YPN, like you, I mean, uh, honestly, I'm humbled by, you know, you, you saying that, uh, you know, we have energy and we can pull the, the community together. I think let's put a challenge out there to have the YPN members um, get this uh, contest out. Or is it a contest? Yeah. Okay, let's, let's, let's make it a challenge. He's all sure. Let's make it into a yeah, contest. Realtors sure. <laughs> um, like contests. <laughs> let's put this thing out and let's see how many uh, responses we can get. There you go. All right. Do it. And um, that's what you got to love about our association. We have, uh, it's an association of committees, an association of groups, and an association of people. I remember being in an argument. No, not an argument. I was in a debate many years ago this is back in the 90s and somebody says well let's face it our mls is just a database and it's like no we're not we're an association of people mm. mm-hmm. yeah right. i mean we, we we get together we meet one another um like for example aisha if you wrote an offer on one of my listings today it helps that i know you yes it makes a huge difference the relationship is already different so you have that great communication yeah people like to do business with people they like mm-hmm. yes and there's a trust factor mm-hmm. um you know and that trust could be well first of all you're trusting the other agent that because they did not check the box that you don't need to sell a home and i know aisha she would not do that she, you know and Say, well, maybe we can get our home sold before anybody finds out about it. <laughs> oh, and there, I, I've seen that happen before, not not very How often. Scary. It's a no no. Yeah, but trust is so important, it and, is. and you build trust by association. Um, l- let's brainstorm. What can we do in October? Ooh. Honestly, twenty twenty is just one of those years where things snowball. Let's just kind of. <laughs> Let's see, what, let's see what happens, yeah. <laughs> Winging off 2020. It might be yeah. completely different you know, <laughs> right now. You young guys have to uh, come up with the energy to keep up with me. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's too far ahead. Okay, let's get through September. <laughs> of course, I'm hoping you guys do all the running. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my back hurts, Don. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um and I want you to know this too, that the California Association of Realtors has set up uh, a fund for disaster relief. I did see that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and this is not something that just popped up. This was actually started in 2003 in response to some devastating wildfires. And uh, people can contribute to that fund, which will help um, the, the communities that get affected by the wildfires or any disaster. Um, but it also helps the realtors. If you think about it, some realtors that work in the mountain communities, three to six months of their past work may have gone down in flames. And that, those, that income that they were about to receive you know, I, I saw that uh, play a huge part when uh, Paradise a couple of years ago, um, you know, caught fire. And uh, we were at the California Association of Realtors uh, conference, and uh, they were talking about what this disaster relief fund was going to be able to do for them. And so um, it's, it's big. Mm-hmm. 
the National Association of Realtors has something like that too. Um, I remember in 2005 giving for Hurricane Katrina, mm. and you know it, it just hit me where I said the the true beneficiary of a gift is the giver. Now I still remember that, and I'm sure my five dollars, you know. Mm. Uh, okay, it was a little bit more than five dollars. <laughs> Knowing you, Don. I... <laughs> I, the reason I still remember it is I can't believe I actually donated money. No, oh, Don, <laughs> I can't. You penny pincher. <laughs> All right, but realtors have good hearts, and that mm. really comes through in, for example, the YPN committee. We also have the community outreach committee. Yes. And they're doing big things. Uh, they're helping out a lot with the wildfires here, the Creek Fire. So um, kudos to them. With that, we are going to our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN. I need to stop our guests from dancing right now to the music because we're about to go into our new segment. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. Boy, I talked about YPN having energy. <laughs> I didn't think you'd be dancing in the studio. That was the jam. It's a good song. I know. Uh, is that not an inspiring song? Yeah. I mean, is. yeah. So let's do it in September. Let, there's a lot we can give to and help out with and uh, there's hey there's uh, and not just that we can give to our clients by helping them make good housing choices definitely so with that I want to throw this question out to the three of you and why should a seller put their home on the market today and sell um, well, here I'll start it off. I think uh, if you've been looking for a market to capitalize on a previous purchase and uh, you're thinking about capitalizing on the equity, we've been talking about how hot this market is. I don't think there's a better time. Um, you're going to get, in most cases, you're going to get multiple offers. Obviously, the, the better your house shows, the more people are going to be attracted to go, go and look at it. Um, and remember, there's a lot of pre-approved buyers out there. Um, that sellers just have a lot of leverage right now. So. Yeah, like what Joel was saying, they do have a lot of leverage right now. Um, but sometimes when sellers need to sell their home and also buy a home, it can be difficult now because they're n having to compete against all these other buyers, even though they already do have their home in escrow. Now they have to find a replacement home. So this is something that could be potentially, you know, a problem. However, a lot of the sellers that I have been representing have been okay with temporary moving into, you know, an apartment until they can get into something and have a stronger offer because, you know, they're having to write their offers contingent upon the sale of their home, which is, is not as strong as, as an offer that doesn't need it. So mm -hmm. things yep. have changed a little bit and it is a better time, obviously, to sell because you get... Uh, a higher price, more equity on your home. Um, but I have seen a lot of my sellers also just going all in into new construction houses so they don't have to compete against all these other buyers as well. So they just, you know, they, they line up and they get into one of those new construction houses and then need to sell their home. Mm -hmm. Of course, one of the trade-offs there is they may need to wait 9 to 12 months yeah. to get in. 
Yeah, and I have seen the sellers that I've represented where the buyers are actually willing to let the sellers stay in possession of the home until their new home is ready, mm. which I have not seen before. And this is, I mean, they're letting them stay into the house until you know the end of October. So, wow. yeah. And you know, that seller in possession is something that uh, a year ago, maybe you saw it one out of every 50 transactions. I think you're seeing it almost, it's common now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, buyers are having to do a lot of extra mm-hmm. um, just patience and work to, to get into these houses. That's just how competitive the market is. So I saw one earlier this week, and I guess it all makes sense because for years and years, when the market wasn't as hot, um, sellers would oftentimes help pay the buyer's closing costs. Mm-hmm. I now have seen buyers offering to help pay the seller's yeah. closing costs. Yep, I've had to do that a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Oh, Interesting. Wow. Yeah, you're definitely seeing a lot more creative offers in the market right now. Definitely. One of my angles that I've been discussing for folks um, who may be potentially having financial difficulties because of COVID, um, this might be the perfect opportunity for them to get up out of pre-foreclosure if they're having issues keeping up with their monthly payments. Mm-hmm. Um, since you are getting offers above asking and above appraised value, this might be the perfect way to get out of debt and then put yourself in a better financial position to game plan for later on for a better purchase and a better financial position. You just gave the perfect reason why we're not going to go into a re, uh, housing Recession, crisis like, like we did 12 years ago. Yeah. Because what you're saying is people have equity in their home this mm-hmm. time. Yeah. You know, back in 2008, the most uh, previous that, the most common type of loan was 100% financing right. with an adjustable Very, rate mortgage. And a lot of that was cash out refis. So most people had cashed out their equity already. Um, this time, the, the banks are smarter. They're yes. not doing that, offering that 100%. You could still do a cash out refi. You could still do an adjustable rate mortgage, but you got to have some equity in there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Or if like, you're a veteran and you do 100% financing, um, you're not going to have a adjustable rate mortgage. Right. And you're gonna have to qualify and show that you you have the ability to repay. So things are different. And and I liked what you said. So things, I don't see us going into a housing crisis like we had before because people can, if they're in a bind, they have options. Yes, they have a lot of options. Yeah, in 2008, they were out of options. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, how about a seller who says, "God, I, I'd love to sell right now, but I'm afraid to let people in my home because of COVID." What? How do we respond to that? You can always give them the option to, you know, list their home and have the buyer submit an offer subject to inspection. So, meaning that buyer is submitting an offer before they even take a look at the home. That could kind of be a risk, obviously, because you're getting an offer on a home where the buyer has never seen it. And so say that the buyer does accept their offer, then they have a chance to take a look at it and see if they do want to move forward with that house. Also, time well, during this time, showings have been 
fairly limited if the, if the house is owner occupied. So they have to schedule an appointment. They have to send over a PED form, which is the coronavirus advisory, saying that you're unaware of having COVID. So there are more regulations and guidelines set in place. So the people who are entering your home don't just you know start touching a bunch of things and and your items. So. And as per that PED document, there's a lot of regulations that we're supposed to abide by, by wearing gloves, wearing masks, sanitizing before entering the home. Um, if a buyer want, or a seller wants, we could re- require them to wear booties so that they don't have stuff coming in from the house. So there's a lot of things that are in place to make sure that it's still safe, as safe as can be anyways. If you would have told me 44 years ago, this is how we'd have to right? sell a house. <laughs> tell me about it. I'd say no way. But... The realtors are resilient. We pivoted. We've changed how we do things, and we're making it work. Yeah. Things are definitely a lot more virtual now, so some folks even have the Matterport where they have the 360 so they can see it without actually having to enter. So some homes may require you to watch the tour, the virtual tour, before coming Mm -hmm. into the home to make sure that they're still interested. That's true. I have seen a lot more video tours, um, agents, you know, putting in some more marketing to allow viewers to essentially tour the home without even being there but we have seen that a lot of people um, need to actually see the house physically and I feel like you know that's never going to go away and yeah. this 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 situation has proved that you know what that's so interesting but there's both sides of those because we have a lot of like military folks who used to only buy a virtual yeah. because you know, they're traveling all the time. So in order to prepare for their move, they have to buy without seeing it. So there's, it's, it's interesting yeah. to see both ends you of get that. two sides. Even the investors that are coming from San Francisco or the Bay Area, they just want to virtually look at it. They don't have time to come all the way over here. However, I've heard some listing agents say that because they have submitted an offer site unseen, they did not. They're not responding to this. Right, those that not, is true. They have, they have buyers that are looking that at the house, it. want it, they have a family. Yeah. yeah. They can't risk that. Mm-hmm. I almost can't blame that seller's agent and it's really not the seller's agent's decision it's the The seller's seller's decision Mm -hmm. but i would think uh somebody who actually saw the inside of the home would have a leg up on somebody who just saw it virtually yeah because then you don't have that many discrepancies or there's not you know the issues that come about if you haven't Mm -hmm. seen it how do you know for sure yeah that's a little riskier Mm -hmm. i'd say especially if they have to go find another property like (laughs) <laughs> that's risky or if it's that contingent upon inspection so yeah. you have oh, to yeah. see yeah. it before so we're about to run out of time but i have a really good question for each of you what's the advice you would give a buyer when they go to look at something virtually what do you tell them to look for cleanliness do you tell them to look for where their furniture would fit and and this is virtually now um, I would say, you know, when you're looking at things virtually, whether it's a photo or a video, uh, try to see past the seller's furniture if it's if it's in there. If it's vacant, obviously that's easier to see the the walls and things. But you know, I, I feel that people have a hard time seeing past maybe bulky furniture or a, a style that's not theirs. Yeah, I would say when I'm looking at the pictures on the MLS, I have my clients look at this, try to look at the same thing I do, which is any flaky paint, any damage to the fascia, obviously that, you know, means there's something going on, any leaks or damages. I try to, like, I will zoom into those pictures and find stuff. <laughs> even in the pictures that are done, She's professionally done, <laughs> even the pictures that are professionally done, I will find stuff. And uh, of course the pictures that aren't professionally done, I, I let the buyers know, hey, they're obviously, you know, trying to hide something. If there's only one or two pictures, 
they most likely don't want you to see the inside of the house. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely taking a look at the floor plan. Sometimes it's hard to see with the photos how the floor plan is laid out. And for some folks, that's really important. Some folks want the open concept, so they want to make sure that it fits whatever their needs are. So just kind of keeping those things in mind, but also remembering that um, aesthetically there's some things that you can fix once you purchase the house mm -hmm. so make sure mm -hmm. that just because it doesn't look the best the color isn't the best the carpet isn't the best think about right. what things you can repair on your own at your own time um, and try to see past some of those aesthetic things mm -hmm. okay 10 seconds or less because we're in our last minute <laughs> what's your best real estate advice Aisha you can't do 10 seconds <laughs> she can't no. keep her out no it's not me I <laughs> Buy a house. <laughs> right. No, I would say, I mean, we've talked a lot about community service, um, and it fills your heart so much. And during this time, we all need to kind of help each other out, help out the community. So support, you know, we, we got to help each other. we got to fill our hearts. Yes. There yes. you go. All right. <laughs> well, I want to thank you all. I Aisha, I got to give you a chance, but you only have eight seconds. No, we're good. We're good. I'm just excited that I'm here with just you guys. Love, 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 love. All right. Thank you to all our listeners for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show today as much as we did. And we'll be back again next week. Yeah. Thank you very thank much. Thank you for having Yay. us. Bye. Bye. At Donald P. Dick Heating and Air, the most frequently 